Advent. I hope you're expectant as, as we are. We've been really praying and believe that part of what God's doing, you know, with this uh, consecrate because he's going to move in such an amazing new way, I believe, in a way we've not seen before. Tomorrow the Lord will do great things. And that Pastor Clive and Pastor Jane coming this weekend is very much a part of what God's doing uh, in his plan for us to prepare us for the steps ahead. So we're so thankful that you made the journey and you've come to see us. We just really appreciate them as they head up Kingdom Faith. And uh, we just know that there's a fresh grace on their lives and we know we're going to receive from the Lord. So um, we're going to pray first before uh, you come and bring the, the word. And I, I, could you stand? And we're just... Honor the Lord together and just honor his presence. If you just set your mind first. I know that it's some of you come from work, others of you maybe not too far away, but just, just let's focus in on Jesus and invite the Holy Spirit. Just open your mouth and thank him for his spirit living in you and invite the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to uh, fill you to fill you with the thoughts of Jesus, to fill you with the amazing revelation that he's got for, planned for you this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we yield to you. We invite you, Lord, to fill us afresh. We need your help, Lord, to, to, to receive revelation. It's, without you, we can do nothing. And so we invite you, Lord, to come and invade our thought life, invade our hearts, invade our lives in a fresh way. Let it be such an invasion that we are willing to leave everything to follow you, Jesus, wherever you're leading us. Thank you for this amazing promise that we're, as we consecrate ourselves, set ourselves apart, even this afternoon, for you for your plan, for your purpose, for your kingdom. You will do wonders, Lord. And it is our great expectation that you are going to do wonders in our future, in and through your church in this region. It is our expectation that by awesome deeds in righteousness, you will answer us. And so thank you for the blessing of drawing near to you in our hearts this afternoon. Lord, just, just let that invasion of your word and spirit happen in a fresh measure to this afternoon so that we are more than equipped for every good work. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just clap the Lord. Let's just praise him, exalt him. Praise you, Jesus, your wonderful Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you in faith, Lord. Praise God. Let's welcome Pastor Jane to come and bring the word. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thanks for oh, having us. It's good to be with you. I don't remember the last time we were here. No. A long time ago. We know it was pre-COVID and <laughs> that was two years gone, just like that, wasn't it? Hasn't a lot gone on since we last met? It's uh, crazy days, hey? Um, 
We're so thankful for God who remains the same. He remains faithful. And um, he has plans and purposes for us in the midst of everything that's, that's going on, doesn't he? Good plans. Plans for hope and a future, not for harm, but for good. And I think even more in these days, um, we're aware of the shakings. We've been through the shakings ourselves, still going through things that are going on. We may have lost people through COVID. We could have lost jobs or people we love. There's just so much that's, been, that's going on and that the world is talking about that could still be going on in the autumn and uh, beyond. And there's wars and rumors of wars and so much going on. But in the midst of it, we stand on the rock that's immovable. And I think, yeah, as I was going to say, the more we hear of all these things or go through the, the shakings, the more and more we stand on him who is faithful and true and is unshakable, amen. That needs to be our reality, doesn't it? The more we, the more we go on. And um, yeah, so I'm Jane. I don't know if not everybody might have met me before or us, Clive and Jane. And uh, we lead Kingdom Faith. And um, my, what I tend to do with most of my time is, is pray and worship, <laughs> which is amazing or amazing blessing. I pastor people and I do other things and I, I will teach and I will speak. But my um, uh, main role or focus is just to press into God and I press in um, personally when, and that is increasing. We moved to a house that has a, well, I, I sort of claimed as my prayer room when we moved in about 18 months ago. I claimed this room. This is my room to meet with the Lord. And it, I call it my tent of meeting. And that's where I go and I spend my time, night or day, whatever, you know, however the Holy Spirit wants to lead me. And so what I'm sharing with you today are things that he's just been showing and speaking and doing. And um, but they are all what he's saying to all of us, church, to his people in these days. And um, this, I love the verse that you, you said, you shared with us about when we, you asked about us coming down about sanctify yourselves, because tomorrow I'm going to do amazing things. And I think this, this season that we're in, the body of Christ is in where God is doing a deep work in his people, drawing us to himself, doing a holy work, doing a cleansing work, doing a deep work that. Um, so I'm going to take you through some scriptures, and just today, just this, well, in this session, just, just receive the word and the spirit working together, okay? Don't just sort of like hear with your ears, but just receive and allow God to work these, this word in you as um, I'm sharing it. And um, I want to start with Psalm 46, which, which I, I just, is just amazing, um, I'm reading from the Amplified, but just if you've got your Bibles, uh, if not, just listen along. So Psalm 46, um, God is our refuge, amen, and strength, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and everything's changing, 
Okay, we've had a massive change this last week, haven't we, <laughs> from one monarch to another. And actually, what it made me think about is, you know, the suddenlies of God. She, she's been due to, to actually pass away, if you like, for a while. She's very, she was very old. <laughs> um, but, uh, and you could say on one hand it was expected, but on another hand it was so sudden. It was so unexpected in that one minute she's shaking hands, welcoming a new prime minister, and the next minute she's shaking Jesus' hands up there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She's like, she's gone. She's in a happy place. But it's a suddenly, and in, within hours we have a new king. We have a king being welcomed. And it just made me think, any minute, Jesus, any minute, any, any minute, we could shift he could be here. Welcoming, we're welcoming in the new king. And I just think it's a prophetic picture of what it's going to look like. And we have people saying, I don't agree with the monarchy. I don't agree that he's just inherited it because he's family. I have had nothing to do with this. Well, we're going to have a massive shock, aren't we? <laughs> the moment everything shifts and Jesus walks in, being heralded as king of kings. But I believe it's, it's suddenly are upon us, yeah? So, although the earth should change... Though the mountains be shaken into the midst of the seas, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling and tumult, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, amen, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. And I just say this over God is in the midst of you. The Holy Spirit is the river in you, from the holy place into you. He's in the midst of you. You shall not be moved. God will help you at the dawn of the morning. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter and were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, our fortress and high tower. He says, Selah, pause and calmly think of that. In verse 10, it says, let be and be still, or be still and know, recognize and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob, our refuge, our high tower and stronghold. And I love this, that God is saying everything's going to shake and move, but you will not be moved. Just receive that today. You shall not be moved because he's in the midst of you. And there's a verse in, um, I think it's Hosea, or I'll find it further down in my notes, but there's a line where the, the Holy Spirit, he says, let me just see if I can find it. It's just one line. I read it the other day in um, Haggai 1.5. My spirit stands and abides in the midst of you. Fear not. My spirit stands and abides in the midst of you. Fear not. That's like, wow, thank you, Lord. And the Lord just keeps impressing on me that these days we've not walked before. We have to do in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's got to be not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord in Zechariah 4. And there's that picture in those verses of uh, the um, two olive trees either side just pouring in it says that it's a, a unceasing supply of oil that's what we have unceasing supply unlimited supply the holy spirit in us 
And he says, it's not by might nor my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And the temple will be built. Amen. The kingdom, the church is going to be built, but by the power of the spirit, this unceasing supply. And it says, not a mountain or a stone will be able to stop you. Amen. There's no obstacle to the kingdom moving forward, advancing in these days. It's going to increase, increase, increase. Because this is what God is doing in the earth. And he's chosen each one of us. Each one of us. It's not some nebulous church out there. It's us, each one of us. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You carry, with Jesus in you, you carry the light of the world. And I just love that, you know, when God, when God spoke in the beginning, let there be light. I really believe this. When he spoke in the beginning, let there be light, and it said there was. And he put the, you know, the elements in the sky, the sun, moon, stars. Uh, but when he said let there be light, he saw us. He saw us now, in 2022, as being the light of the world. He saw you and I. Because it says we were chosen before the beginning, weren't we? We were chosen before the beginning of whatever, however it says it, wherever it says it. He knew us before we were born. So right back then when he spoke into being, let there be light, he saw us in 2022. We are the light of the world. And I, and I said to the Lord a while ago, I was having... You know, we want to see people saved. We want to see people reached, don't we? And you might have a neighbor or a work colleague or something, and you just think, okay, all I, all I can do today is smile at that person. I can't talk to them about the Lord. I don't want to know. Do you know what I mean? You just go for all this stuff in our heads. We want to see people saved. I was like, Lord, do we really make a difference? And that's what he said to me. He said, you are the light of the world. You might not realize it. You might not see it. But the enemy sees it. He sees you coming. And he has to flee. So wherever you're positioned... Your light makes a difference. Jesus in you makes a difference. Jesus in you holds the enemy back. He stops. Jesus in you stops the enemy from moving in situations, circumstances, without us realizing. And what the Lord said to me was, the world will know when you're not here anymore. That's when there'll be darkness. And I was like, and I'd never, I mean, I don't think about the rapture or, and I'm not necessarily... So I'm not into it. I just don't ever look at it and think about it, really, the whole, you know, when we're going to be taken out of the earth. But it made me realize when we are removed from the earth, if that's the way it happens, all light goes. Then there is utter darkness for the people that are left. There will be no morality. There will be no good. There will be nothing left because we are the ones that carry it. So it helped me to see the importance of who I am, where I am positioned. Yeah. If I can pray, if I can smile, if I can touch somebody, just my presence in a situation holds the enemy back. And when we're not here, the world will be in total darkness. So you are the light of the world. And we do make a difference wherever we are. Amen? You make a difference in Taunton. Every single one of you, or wherever you come from. Um, yeah, incredible days that we're in. And we have a part to play. Every single one of us matters. Um, and I, I think that the times that we're in, like the virgins um, in the Gospels, you know, the virgins, they hear 
they hear the shout, the king is coming. And I think we're all, as the church in the earth, I think we're all like, okay, we know the Lord's, it's the, it's the midnight hour, it's dark, things are going to get darker. We know the king is on his way, but we're the ones with the oil. We're the ones who get our lamps ready for him coming. And this is all part of what God is doing in his bride at this time. And I just think it's interesting that the, the closer scripture talks towards the end times, or, in, or if you read the book of Revelation, we're referred to as the bride. And we're Jesus, or the Father's getting us ready for this day when we're going to be with Jesus, amen. And he's cleansing us because he's coming for a spotless bride without wrinkle. He's dealing with, with stuff in us. And we're the ones who... Um, this with the, with the oil, getting our lamps ready, because we know the days that we're in, yeah? We know the signs of the times, and we're a church that are living ready. And may the whole church live like that. And I'm excited at the moment, the days that we're in, where we're hearing more about God spoken through our news, media, airwaves than we have done in a long, long time. May it continue. And thank you, Father, the gospel going out on Monday through the funeral, amen? Yeah. And many people hearing it. Um, for the church to rise up at this time and speak the name of Jesus. Proclaim the name of Jesus because we know the days that we're in. And Jesus is the name that saves. Is, and I want to talk in this session about being so close to him, so full of him, that we can't help but talk about him. That we just overflow. There's just this overflow because... We're so full of him, yeah? Um, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11. Okay, let's go there. And I don't know if it's because I'd seen it for the first time in the Amplified or how it says it in other versions, but I read this and I was like, wow, it just really impacted me. So 2 Corinthians 11, um, Paul here is talking to, talking to the Corinthians, obviously, in verse 2. And he says, um, for I am zealous for you with a godly eagerness and a divine jealousy. Okay, so this is his heart for the, for the people there, for the church. I am zealous for you with a godly eagerness and a divine jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And as I read it, I read it as God's heart for us. I'm zealous, eager, and a divine jealousy for you because you are betrothed. You're betrothed to Christ, to one husband. And he goes on to say, but now I'm fearful lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve or uh, deceived her, by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Um, it says, for you seem readily to endure it if a man comes and preaches another Jesus than the one we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you once received, or a different gospel from the one you received and welcome it, you tolerate it well enough. Basically, it's like he's, he doesn't want the church to get distracted or drawn away from our pure-hearted devotion to Jesus. 
it has to take first place in our hearts. First place in our hearts and lives, pure devotion to Jesus Christ. Each one of us are betrothed to him as his bride. That's like, wow, that's amazing. It's amazing that this is how God sees us. This is what we are chosen for ultimately. Whatever else we might do, whatever else about the, the church or the kingdom we might enjoy or be into or, you know, love about an aspect about the church, about community life or, or something to do with, with this that we, we, are, we live for, devotion to Jesus as our husband is first, that he takes first place in our hearts, that he is our first love, that the Father wants our first love to be Jesus. The Father was devoted to Jesus. And the Father would say, this is my son. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. This is my beloved son. And it's like, he is God's beloved. And he wants that same heart and attitude in us. That he is our beloved. Amen. And that every, uh, everything else that would seek to draw us away or be a distraction, or is a different gospel, or, I don't know, talks about a different aspect that takes us off. It's like, no, our focus is Jesus. Jesus first. And um, so 1 Peter 1, um, let's have a look. Peter. Is this okay? Don't you just love the word of God? So, okay, so 1 Peter 1 verse 2 says, You were chosen and foreknown by God the Father and consecrated, sanctified, made holy by the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ the Messiah and to be sprinkled with his blood. <coughs> May grace, spiritual blessing and peace be given you in increasing, increasing abundance. Love that. <laughs> Just receive it. <laughs> Just thank you, Lord. Increasing abundance. I'm taking every word. That spiritual peace to be realized in and through Christ. Okay? Listen to this. Freedom from fears. Don't we need those? Freedom from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. So that we have spiritual peace. There's nothing like the peace, peace of God, is there? Nothing like being at peace of God. To be realized in and through us, in us, through Christ. So freedom from fears. And if there's anything that stops us reaching out, it's this fear. Fear, isn't it? <laughs> Me. Freedom from fear, agitating passions and moral conflicts. And in these days, this is what God wants to do, is free us. It's free us. Free us from all this stuff. Agitating passions. So that's things in our life that agitate us. It could look like a passion. It might be good. It might be something good or look good or look harmless. But actually, there's an agitation going on in our hearts and lives. It's not from God because it, it doesn't leave us with peace. 
And he's calling us and setting us apart to be holy, isn't he? This consecrate yourselves. These people, you know, when Joshua said that to the people, they were God's people, but they needed to live clean, to, to, be, to go in to where they were going into and make a difference and take over. They were having to take over, living a different way. Agitating passions and moral conflicts. So many, so many of us have moral conflicts going on in our lives. So many of us. And Clive is, is going to be bringing a word, I don't know if it's this afternoon or tomorrow morning, on, you know, having a, a culture of grace where we can acknowledge the stuff that goes on in our hearts and lives and bring it out into the open so we can get free. Because so many, and this is, I'm talking about our church in Horsham, so many people struggle with issues, moral issues, impurity, sexual, you name it, it goes on in our lives. And men and women, and as a church, we are dealing with this stuff. There's no condemnation. It is, guys, let's take the lid off this because it goes on. It goes on. People struggle with all kinds of issues. Let's take the lid off. Let's open it up and let's go there because Jesus wants us free. He wants a pure bride. So moral conflicts, all of this stuff, we can be free in Jesus. He makes a way. He makes a way for us to be free. I love these scriptures in uh, in 1 John 4. Uh, the word, <laughs> the word's incredible. In 1 John 4, um, it talks about the love of God. Uh, verse 1 John 4, verse 16. Um, and we know and believe the love God. Hang on. There's so many brackets in the Amplified. <laughs> Let me just read it. And we know, understand, and recognize, are conscious of, by observation and by experience, and believe and put our faith and rely on the love of God cherishes for us okay god is love and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in god and god dwells and continues in him it says in this union and communion with him love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. So if we have fears and we have dread in any way, just surrender them to him now and let the word just work. Full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. This is real. Because all of us have fears in our lives. All of us. 
But God's love gets rid of it, expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not yet reached the full maturity of love, has not yet grown into love's complete perfection. And how I like, how I just, Jesus just put it to me was, we're being perfected in love in this season. We are being perfected in love. We are being perfected in love. He, if he's getting us ready, if he's cleansing us to be this bride ready, to be so full of him, not just to go and meet him in the sky, I mean to live as the bride on the earth, we are being perfected in love. It's not condemnation that changes us. It's not trying to. It's not trying to be uh, the perfect church. Love perfects us. And that's what the world needs is his love, isn't it? So it makes sense he's going to work it in us first. Drive out fears so we can face people or face a situation or face shakings because we are so rooted and established in the fact that we are loved beyond loved. (laughs) Does that make sense? doesn't make sense but anyway um it says uh, verse 19 we love him because he first loved us we love him if anyone says i love god and hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love cannot love god whom he has not seen so it just shows that god has to do this work in us for us to be able to love ourselves even Some of us don't love ourselves. Some of us need to forgive ourselves. And love ourselves as he loves us. Because that's honoring God, isn't it? And the fact you've got Jesus on the inside of you. So we have to honor. Honor who we are. I think that's a biggie for some of us. To actually honor who's on the inside of us and not belittle ourselves. Because the King of Kings lives inside of you. And if I can honor who he is in me, I can honor who he is in you. And we we shift, we can shift into being honoring others. Honoring others and seeing them how Jesus sees them. Because God doesn't belittle anybody. He doesn't belittle you. He doesn't belittle your neighbor or, you know, whoever lives down your road or, you know, whatever disrupts your life. God doesn't belittle. He honors and wants to see them saved. Amen. And he's getting us ready for, to bring in the harvest. So what this is all about is getting us ready to bring in the harvest. So this love, let's bring him every fear. In fact, let's do it now. Let's just, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're perfecting us in love. And Lord, we bring you every fear that's in our hearts and minds, whether it's fear of the future, 
or fear of our past. Maybe it's still dogging us. Lord, we give it to you. Maybe it's fear about our family or our kids, fear about our finances, just whatever fear you may have in your life, just give it to him. Any terror you might have, just be honest and bring it to him. Say, Father, perfect me in your love. May I know Know that I know that I know I am loved. I am honored by you. I'm cherished. I'm chosen. May this love be the rock that I stand on and I'm rooted in. That I can face anything because you are faithful and true and you promise to protect you promise to provide you promise hope and a future not of harm anything in me that's agitated and afraid and not at peace I bring to you Father forgive and cleanse and perfect me in love in this season. Show me where I don't trust you. And help me to trust you, Lord, with my life, with my family, with my future, with my, my home, my finances, everything, Lord, whatever it is, just bring it to him. God, you are faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, you're a safe place. Everyone's looking for a safe place. And you are our safe place. You're the only safe place for our hearts, for our emotions, for our lives, for everything. Our families, Jesus, being in the center of your will is the only safe place. Because you are our security and you are our peace. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to just speak this over you. And the Lord says, just be overwhelmed with me so you won't be overwhelmed by anything else. Be overwhelmed with me. Be overwhelmed in my presence. Be overwhelmed by my word and promises to you. Be overwhelmed by my spirit. Be overwhelmed that you will not be overwhelmed by anything else. Jesus. Be overcome by me. Be overcome. That you will not be overcome by anything else. Thank you, Jesus. Be consumed with me. Be consumed by me. Know the fullness of me in you. We have the fullness of Christ. 
There is nothing more for him to do. We have the fullness. We have the fullness. Know it, live in it, consume me, that you will not be consumed by anything else. Everything, anything else that consumes you, just give it to him now. If there's anything that overwhelms you, anything that consumes you, anything that overcomes you, give it to him. Jesus, we want to be overwhelmed by you, consumed with you. And he says, be intimate with me. And you will not be intimidated by anything else. And Lord, you're calling us to be intimate, your brides, your betrothed. So intimate with you that nothing else can intimidate us or take us away scare us off or deceive us we are so close with you it says in the last days that many many's hearts will grow cold jesus our hearts want to be so so close to you so in love with you so full of passion for you that our hearts will not grow cold but stay hot for you, Lord Jesus, because you are going to be, you're the plumb line, Jesus. And in the days that are coming, you are going to be the dividing line, Jesus. And the bride are going to be the ones that are going to stay, hanging on to you, declaring who you are, because you are everything to us. And we know you're the answer. You're the only answer this world can have or need. Jesus. Jesus. This is truth. This is all truth. We stand in Ephesians. We stand, we stand, stand firm. We stand our ground with a belt of truth tightened around our waist. And this is truth. The word of God keeps us and encourages us. And we live in it. It sets us free from fear and anything else that would try and take us off course in the days ahead. Truth of your word, truth of who we are and the truth that we are loved so deeply and you're coming for us song of solomon's 516 in the amplified not the passion in case it freaks anyone out in the amplified his voice and speech are exceedingly sweet yes he's altogether lovely the whole of him delights and is precious This is my beloved, and this is my friend. And I thank you, Lord, that this is who you are to us, and we can describe you to others. You're our friend. You're our friend. You are our safe place. You are our beloved. You are our God. This is our God. This is our God. And you, you are the king of the kingdom that is advancing and increasing and taking out all other kingdoms. It says in Daniel, you take out all other kingdoms and your kingdom will remain. Yes, Lord. Psalm 2. While the world rages. And the world is raging is raging against God, is raging amongst itself, 
The world rages, but it says in there, kiss the sun. And Father, I thank you that we're in days where you call your church to totally, in humility, kiss you, honor you, acknowledge you before everything else. Kiss the sun. Kiss the sun. We humble ourselves before you. We humble our lives before you and everything we have so that we're ready, so we're living in these days. In the power of the Spirit, reaching others with who you are, saving them out of all the stuff they're in. You can do it, Jesus. You, you saved us, you can do it with them. <laughs> you can free them from fears and as the world gets darker, we will shine even more with who you are. The power, the power of who you are in us. Overcoming them, overtaking where, where they're at, bringing your answers, bringing you, bringing truth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Who you are in us. The fullness of who you are. Gives us grace upon grace. Grace upon grace for these days. Grace upon grace by your power, Holy Spirit. It says that we have every spiritual blessing upon blessing. Favor upon favor. Gift heaped upon gift. This is the truth of the, who we are in the Spirit. I thank you, Lord, it's out of your fullness in us. In us. We have everything we need. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just wonder if we could just stand and just imagine those bowls of oil. Just lift up your hands. Just in a f before we... Take a, a break. Let's just receive. Just It's been an amazing impartation of life. The Holy Spirit has been working in love for Jesus. We just thank him for the supply, the spirit that enables us to keep loving him with all of our hearts. He enables us, grace upon grace, gift upon gift. Lord, I thank you that you... You just supply a fresh grace right now into each one of us to love him with all of our hearts, all of our soul, all of our strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's your spirit that drives out all the other agitating forces that try to push us into a, a, a mold that isn't in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your vastness on the inside of us. 
that you are almighty God, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace, of the increase of your government from within us and outside of us and all the way through our lives, reaching, Lord, into eternity. There will be no end. Glory and honor belongs to our King. We praise and magnify the name that is above every name. We exalt you, Jesus. And we just want to declare out loud, we love you with all that we are. Praise belongs to the Lamb of God. Praise. Praise forever and ever. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we take a break, just lay hands on somebody and just pray for them. In the spirit, just release blessing and grace upon them. Thank you, Lord. That spirit of prayer and moving amongst us. Thank you, Father. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.